All right, I think we're cooking. I think we're cooking here. Play. We got you guys here. Yep, yep, yep. I got Jack up. Let's see. I'll get a tweet out too. Let's get the crew in here, and then uh, we'll get rocking and rolling. Hey, it's Jack. Yo. I just Who? wanted everyone listening to know Who? that Jack was here. Who? Who is I it? see Plungefather. Hello, Plunge. Oh, God. Plunge is already me. asking to speak. He didn't even uh, let us uh, do an introduction before Plunge uh-huh. started raising his hand. Oh, I have the ability to. I'm, should I deny his request? Look at this. Let, power. let let Plunge's request just sit there for a second. <laughs> Can someone else request that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I against my better judgment, I just approved uh plunge. What's up, plunge? Did PK kick? <laughs> Oh, Who boy. booted Plunge? Uh, no, someone booted Pete. <laughs> um, <laughs> you hate to see it. I'll, Get add, it. I'll add Plunge. Here we go. Pete, this is, it's just new technology. I don't know if you're ready for it. I, I miss it. Clubhouse. <laughs> I miss Clubhouse. <laughs> Here we go. The Plunge father has arrived. He's connecting. See Lou. We got Poker. Poker, Poker Pro Eric was very active in the chat. I need to hear... Uh, Eric's opinion. No, he was, like... he was he was he was fudding Twitter Spaces, and now he's here. Well, maybe he's here to fud. Plus, has no, <laughs> absolutely zero Wi-Fi in his dungeon, um, so he's not connecting. So we'll it's go. The to ocean, Eric. the ocean's messing it up. Let's see, let's see if it works for Eric. Did okay. you guys see we're competing with a Gary yes. V Twitter Spaces right now? Come on, who is Gary V? I don't know, but he has four thousand people in his Twitter Wait, Spaces. Is he that NFT show. That I see all the time. I think he's the guy that so- sells the books. Oh, right. Physical NFTs. Eric, are you here? I am here, gentlemen. What's Eric. Up? Welcome, Eric. Welcome. Good, 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 good show tonight. Good show. Great, great job. Oh, I have to give a shout out uh, as it's uh, Ryan. You guys see he has the uh, TOC Joker avatar. Can you see him in the. Uh, yeah. In this? That, that, is the, that is the coolest uh, avatar, honestly. Really. Everyone's got their little. NFTs and, and cool cats. I, I love the the pink avatar. It just pops it for me. Yeah, shout out to uh, to TOC. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm actually going to do a stream uh, talking TOC strategy on Friday with Mike Zakarian from Team Hold, and uh, hopefully trying to qualify for one of these live final seats in uh, Miami. So yeah, uh, definitely uh, vibing with the TOC these days. Yeah, I, I'm not good at it, so you, I'll listen to you for that. No, it's uh, it's all good. It's it's. I I do think uh, it it's very similar kind of game theory to to DFS tournaments and even those underdog Royal Rumbles. Um, so yeah, if, if you're interested in either of those things, I think uh, you would enjoy TOC for sure. Um. So Eric, you you were fudding uh Twitter Spaces, but now you're here. So so what happened? <laughs> yeah, there's. There's a, there's a lot of Twitter spaces right now. You were you were asking about you don't see a lot of DFS and sports and uh, you see a, a crap ton of crypto and NFT and there's a, there's a, a Gary V one right now with five thousand people apparently. So that that must be doing something pretty good. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 
There's a lot of Twitter spaces out there. I guess I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, I I haven't participated in a ton of them myself. Just I mean, I'm just on YouTube all the time, but uh, it is hard with you know you have to plan things out to get guests and people to to come up on stream. You got to get them the link. You got to do all this. So the kind of ease of use of getting people and and being able to interact is attractive. So I just wanted to experiment with it. Look, if everyone hates this, as far as for a club top shot after hours, we can ditch it, but you got to try things, right? Yeah, but if, if you're a Gary V, it's a lot easier. I, mean, I, I was watching the Today Show on NBC. Uh, he was live on TV yesterday. That was actually uh, kind of interesting because he's he's been such a, a presence to social media. They just invite him on TV now, apparently, on big network shows. Yeah, uh, Gary V uh, moves the needle. Uh, do you? Uh, what you, you're very active in the uh, in the club top shot chat. What do you, do that you have means- any? Any any questions for for our panel? Any any thoughts you need to get off your chest here, or what? Oh, okay. So I was I was watching another show earlier. I can't name it, but they had a guest on. I think it was uh, uh, Steve Veerman, and he mentioned uh, he was one of the early adopters. But he mentioned he was on some kind of a list. Now, I think MBL was one of the earliest earliest adopters. I know Jack was last summer, but did they not let everyone buy packs originally last summer? Was it like a rollout list where even though you're on the list, you had to wait your turn? Last uh, summer? No. So I, I think I didn't hear what uh, what uh, Veerman said, but what he's probably referring to is the closed beta list. Yes, and, yeah, correct. And so I, I was actually not part of that. There was an initial group of, I want to say, 100 people okay. um, that was let in, and they had access to the initial pack drop, the inaugural drop, uh, Rookie Debut, Cosmic, and I think the Early Adopters packs. And then from there, they kept drawing people in from this closed beta list. Okay, so it was a list then. Okay. Yeah, so there is a list, but I, I, I can't speak to exactly how that works. For, my, for me personally... It was very early. Yeah, that, that was very, very early. That was probably June, July, August. For me personally, I, can't, I, I, I literally DM'd the NBA Top Shot account, I think on September 15th in 2020, saying... Hey, can I get access to the closed beta? And at that point, they had exhausted the list. Everyone from the list was on the platform. Yeah. And I was one of the first kind of outside people who joined the platform. Okay, so the answer was there was a list then. Because I was confused. I thought all the people on the early list were just can buy packs. But you're saying it was a rollout form. I, 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 believe, I believe that's right. I, I don't know how they distinguish between who was initially part of the platform, who was on this kind of closed beta list that was a slower rollout. And then from that point, they then had kind of a slow leakage of people like myself who just kind of requested access. And then I think it was October 1st today um, or maybe mid-October, they opened it up to everyone. Well, thank no, thank you. That's interesting. It sounds like what the answer is. There's like different forms of early adopters. There's like early adopters and early early adopters, right? That's what it seems like. Yes, definitely. And and th- there was actually a whole cohort cohort of people who were involved in the initial feedback, uh, even before the first packs were released, where they were talking about how the platform would work and discussing, you know, what players would be part of the uh, of the cosmic set, for example. That was a big fan panel discussion. All right. Well, thank you. I'm going to go help uh, Plunge find his car. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Eric, for uh, for hopping on here. Uh, Plunge, are you still – did Plunge's request get lost in the shuffle? I'm feeling kind of tired from talking, so I feel like Plunge could come on here and chew up a lot of radio time. I just invite him. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring him on up. We'll spice it up a little I, bit. I, 
I do want to talk about ballers a little bit because I see uh, a lot of people in the kind of top shot community who are pretty excited about it. I ended up getting a few during the drop uh, in, in true kind of dapper fashion. The marketplace is uh, not opening up for a little while. I guess I'm hearing early December, but did any of you guys get in on ballers? I know I dropped it in our group chat. Mike, did you end up going after it? So I, I, I do have one baller i guess uh not ballers one baller and please give it the z it's still even in the singular sense it is ballers i have one ballers um i don't know much (laughs) about her she sort of looks like one of my crypto punks um which was which is interesting because someone else was comparing nice fuck nice fuck Thank you, thank you. Yes. One of my crypto pugs. God, yeah, you're an yeah, asshole. For everyone well, listening audio, she doesn't look anything on. like the current one, so it's got to be a different one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun project. What I liked about it was that you could actually use Dapper Bucks to pay for um, to pay for it, which is an interesting integration of the whole system and a kind of a glimpse into the future. What I also thought was interesting is they haven't really done that much with the project, and yet everyone's really excited about it, and it kind of speaks to what's missing from Top Shot, that people get excited about these exclusive cap supply type things, even if it's just a pixelated profile picture, and don't get excited about NBA highlights. And It's just kind of an interesting dynamic. We've got like 100 ballers in this thing. Someone request and get up here. Tell us about the ballers. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I want to hear from from ballers, but my guess is that there is just kind of like we were talking about with this idea of people have seen the profile pictures moon. You know, there is obviously the built-in scarcity with the project. You have the derivative uh, with the crypto punk angle and the overlap with a basketball theme. It does feel like perfectly tailored to a top shot audience who wants to dip their toes into NFT PFP projects, but haven't wanted to deal with, you know, Ethereum and gas fees and OpenSea and all of that. Like it is, it does seem like a pretty clean gateway for this larger user base. talking to myself no, I'm, this is great. I'm happy to chime in but we should get some ballers experts up here pete you're yeah where are my guy. ballers you're good bro no i'll i, I mean i can i can vamp i can all vamp right, all right. day i got i gotta go person harris rubenstein this is my boy from home he works very closely i think he yeah <laughs> with the 2k league um and he's been following top shot for a while so i'm gonna add him in here yeah, and I will also say I I know uh, I was on the Lucky Trader Spaces the other day, and it, it I do feel like people are intimidated to come on stage. I'm promising you, uh, don't be intimidated. We are very nice. Uh, you can you can come on, and it'll be fine. Pete, I might be the only guy who isn't intimidated by uh, <laughs> by our friend here, seeing as I've known him since high school, and we're still in the same <laughs> dynasty fantasy football league with each other. By the way, uh, the man the man claims to be a great fantasy talk, player. I need about that. <laughs> his dynasty that. team is just awful. But hey, Harris, okay. <laughs> Harris, go on. We, we saw that we saw Jack's screenshots of his best ball lineups all summer. No one thinks he's a good fantasy <laughs> player. Don't worry. About uh, it. Really, Debo exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I have an update on the plunge father. Okay, I, I did. He's he's in another chat. He says his shit won't load. He will not be able to make it tonight. He'll try again later. Wow, wow, wow. rug by plunge father. NGMI. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys you guys mentioned uh, the the ballers, right? Yeah. 
I think I think kind of the easiest way to put it is really what you just said about how like, you know, there's been a large community of people like they didn't really understand a lot of the stuff with NFTs, but got it on Top Shot really early. Ironically, that's exactly me. And I think the Dapper thing is cool because it was, you know, it was a pretty easy purchase. You go in there, same process as like buying a pack or something. And then boom, all of a sudden you have these like really cool NFTs. And, you know, you know, I think the ballers are really cool. They're all really unique. Uh, they look really cool as profile pictures, but uh, I I think the community is really the coolest part of it. I mean, they, the, the discord that we're all in, everybody's really supportive. Everybody's really nice. Like, you know, it's nice to have a little slice of the internet that kind of feels, I don't know, uh, the innocent in a way, but it's, it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a cool project. What yeah, do you, I'll oh, go ahead, Jack. We can't, we can't undersell how easy the process is with getting on top shot get making a wallet like you sign up with an email you pay with credit card right and so yeah. i think people are super comfortable and really i we haven't even talked about gas fees like the whole like gas fees are so insane right now that makes no sense to people who load up their wallet with 0.2 eth and then by the time it gets them from coinbase they have 0.18 and then when they go to buy they're like oh i don't have enough so all those factors definitely make flow that's why we're so bullish on it but i like mm-hmm. Eric's point it, well, it, it it's cool that the marketplace also like you mentioned it hasn't opened up yet the the market see it what's interesting is that the the ballers was kind of the first part of the drop and then the second part of the drop is kind of like this delayed marketplace that nobody really knows yet and i think the marketplace itself is going to be such a cool drop that people are going to be more attracted to what's on the marketplace in general even if you aren't familiar with ballers and you just know about dapper or, you know, what, what they're trying to pull off here is really interesting. And Jack mentioned the gas fees. I mean, the fact that there are no gas fees, it, it, it's, it, it's kind of a game changer. Again, I'm, I'm new to the, the NFT side of things, but I, I feel like not having those costs and fees are, are a huge win. Well, and it, what's interesting, you mentioned kind of being new to the kind of the NFT or the PFP game. And, you know, in, in traditional NFT drops from what I've experienced over the past couple months, like that long of a delayed, um, you know, marketplace would have been a death knell for a project. But I think the overall holder base on ballers might be a little more patient in that this is probably one of their first experiences with a drop like this. And I've just seen from the discord and the excitement that people seem incredibly patient with this and they're just having fun, you know, uh, you know, building fan art. I couldn't believe this. I've seen so many of these cards with, you know, the, uh, you know, cool. Yeah. Like tell me about the discord because I haven't been hanging out in there much, but it seems like the kind of the energy and kind of the fan art creation around there is pretty significant. The, the, the vibes are great. And, and the, the art is so cool. Like you'll just send your, your number, your four digit number, five digit number, however big your, or sorry, three digit number, however big your, your number is you just send it to the artist. They put it into this cool frame. It has all the stats that are associated with the cards along with the accessories and the skin, like basically aligning everything that makes the ballers unique. On top of that, you still have these stats that we haven't even talked about that side of it, which there's going to be a gameplay component to these NFTs. Also, they're all separated out into teams. Like, there's so much potential with this. And I think people are excited because, like you said, this is their first NFT project. And for it to be so personal already, and the, the real value of the NFT at the end of the day is like how much, I guess, how personal it can really be to you. These are really personal to people. Like they they look cool. They, they make names for them. They put them on cards. They involve them in art. It's just, it's been a very quick and personal experience for a lot of people, myself included. And 
it, it's a great way to get into the NFT world. I think a lot of people are hooked based off this. I, I know I kind of am. It's it's it, it's been a really interesting couple of weeks. I, I saw. I saw oh, go ahead, Jack. Well, one plunge has arrived, and he did not rug <laughs> us. And two, please pay respects to the Knights of Dijon who invented the mint pass for the mint pass for an art reveal for a mint pass. So if you want, if you, if you don't think that they stole that straight off our docket, then you're lying to yourself. But plunge, yeah. are you here? Because he's yeah, here. Are we, talk, here. are we talking Walmart punk right now? <laughs> oh man. Oh man, no, I'm I'm happy for for everybody that's into the ballers thing. I haven't gotten in yet. Marketplace isn't open, so I can't can't hop in. But hey, you know anything that if you identify with it and it's fun, then and it makes you happy and brings you joy, then hell yeah, get after it. The plunge, that was the most like condescending thing of I don't have any bags of these comments I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so do we? Harris, what did they mint for uh, USD? Uh, 200 bucks each. And, and you could only we... buy a total of seven. Gotcha. Okay. And then how many are there? 10,000. And do we know like rarities or anything of that sort? We, we do. There, if you go into the Discord, you'll see like all these charts based off like how many. It's based off the accessories, the skin color, the hair, like the hair right. type. There's a lot of little things that make it rare. And there's a certain scale to it that there are like certain ones that are way more rare. Like the one that I have is number 720 on the on the rarity list. So there, oh, there, no. there's a bunch. I know a guy who has the number three uh, rarity one. So, And, um, and yeah. the last thing is I, I feel like I saw somewhere that someone said like, they're already worth like a uh, full Ethereum. Can you, can you even trade that? Like, do we have any clue if any are actually worth any amount of money right now? You know what? I'll, I'll say this. When, when I first got into Top Shot after I saw you get into it, I had no idea why any of those highlights were valuable at all. Right. And then I've kind of come into this space and I've seen like kind of what the NFT space means to people and how personal these really are. And also just kind of how like the vibe of the NFTs go. If, if the marketplace is huge, the, the ballers themselves are going to be huge. I, I don't want to put a scale on it because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this. You guys know way more about floor prices than I do. But I would be very surprised if, if you had initial sellers that would sell for under one ETH. I, I, oh, really? I would yeah, they're gonna they're gonna dump. They're absolutely gonna. Dump. I, I, no, okay. I I'm not gonna lie. At that point, maybe so. I, I but again, I, I you guys would know that kind of market stuff better than I would. I, I just know think? that these are really cool to people. And so we'll here, I I think you got it. You got to temper expectations. I mean, yeah. it was a. It, you, you sound like you're new here. <laughs> no, Harris, I, I, hey, self admitted, totally am. But you know, the hype is cool. So right? so just I actually disagree because are they potentially going to pitch this as flows? like premium profile picture project because in that case then they absolutely could be worth that like the number three rarest one on the flow blockchain like profile that that could 100 percent have insane oh the number three but not the floor no yeah the floor is gonna dump so i I mean it could easily be one ethereum in the next it it could be it could be but you know everybody complain you know the the ecosystem of this people or the, the community of these people Right, are coming from Top Shot and the complaints in general in Top Shot and Mike, you hit on this a million times before. Like the the dynamics that are playing out at scale are people that are coming but, in, but it's not hitting scale. the lotto That's and turning it around. 
no, but that's, that's the difference. point though, is that you're, you're hitting things at scale. And if you can make your bag, you take it and you walk away or you, right. Or people will sell down it. to just over 200 bucks. Basically. I completely, well, no, there will be people, but once it stabilizes, I could 100% see them taking off. Yeah. Because I also once it stabilizes it and, and, and hood, yeah, hoodlums is another project like that's an on anti-top shot, right? Like it's pretty much saying like, we like flow. We don't like the gas fees. We like how easy it is to sign up, have this wallet. And I know that there's not going to be more than 10,000. And if you had told me there's 10,000 moments ever on Top Shot, yeah, we would like think about early days of Top Shot. So I, I think there's potential. Yes, there will be someone who dumps for $240 and doesn't have to pay a gas fee and they make you know, a nice dinner, but yeah, overall, Jack, you've been involved in a PFP project that was inflated like initially and then dumped yeah. as people wanted and sought liquidity and then has since risen. Like, you know, the dynamics of this, this is a cycle thing. So I think both of those things can be true. Like immediately following the, the marketplace opening, if people have seven that they have, they're going to keep the rarest one or the one that they like the most, or the two that they like the most, they're going to sell off to make their bag. And then as people enter who didn't get in on the mint at the price, like the things are going to level off. And I completely agree with you. It could be that the floor then rises over time. It establishes itself as, as sort of a, a premium thing. But, you know, you're, I think anybody that expects this to start at one ETH and stay at one ETH is completely delusional. Yeah. And I think also, just should for, we, for, should for we what talking about ETH, it's on floor, right? I don't think it'll open at one ETH. Do wanna, right, yeah. right. Right. $4, $4, also, or $4, that, that would be $4, fucking crazy that these are just worth like five grand right off the bat, right? Well, like, yeah, I don't know. There, there's no other NFT mint that would be a legit 25x from when, you know, yeah. they finish minting to when they hit the marketplace. Like that just does not happen. So if you are, I, I heard that price target from someone as well. And I, I would just say, please, please temper your expectations because that's not how this works. <laughs> I, I think that the, even at the jump, I think the coolest part of this at the end of the day, even, even if it doesn't sell for like crazy amounts of money, I will say that the community is really cool to be part of. And if you guys do ever uh, find a Discord link into the Ballers Discord, just roll through. It's a super positive community. And I find that some of the other NFT Discords that have been in can be kind of a little bit mean sometimes. <laughs> but I find that, that this one has been kind of supportive. And I think that the people, they're good people in there. Yeah, I, I'm and definitely going to be buying. I, I don't want anything that I'm saying to come off across as like. And I'm and not you will be welcome, Juan's father, with be, open arms. I will be absolutely looking for this one. Will be welcome. I think a more interesting indicator, uh, because yes, like just market dynamics. Someone will dump. Someone will buy, and it could be 12 hours before we're at a thousand dollar floor. It could be 12 weeks, whatever. What do you think? Like a top 10 will go for like let's say in the first 24 to 48 hours because that to me is always an interesting indicator of like is there someone who really does think this could be a serious project like give your best guess of it on that it, it kind of I mean, depends I, on on I, I would say this i don't know what like the top ones are going to sell for again you, you guys have a lot more experience in like knowing what the, the top of the top of these could sell for but i i, I have a question back to you guys like how much do you think that the lack of gases will have an effect on like how much people use this marketplace? Like, I, I don't want to like have any delusions here. I'm, I'm simple, simple question. Like, is this the kind of market if the gas fees thing hits right, that it could be like kind of like open sea where it's a more preferred option because it doesn't deal with these fees or is that, is that crazy? The, the, the uh, gas fees I, thing is complex because it removes some of the friction from buying and selling. And so, 
you, you, you know, you might encounter a lot of people, you know, m more willing to, you, you can undercut an open fee without a gas fee, but it's still a bit more of a process. So I, the, the lack of gas fee is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It makes it more approachable for cheaper um, NFTs. You know, if there's a $50 NFT, it's something you can actually buy on Flow. You can't really buy a $50 NFT on Ethereum right now. I don't know how to think of the impact for a, a higher end or a more expensive NFT. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, one thing that I think is kind of interesting and where I could see more of the bull case for ballers is, well, one, top shots themselves don't make good profile picks. I know there's been the sites that have tried to make them, but I'm sorry, they're just not cool as profile pictures. And I saw some photoshops from people in Twitter threads of having them as your top shot profile picture. Right now, of course, we just have like whatever the thematic color squigglies on there. And it does seem like a perfect use case. And I assume, you know, Dapper would have some serendipity uh, or what or synergy there with kind of ballers as, as profile pictures. And I, I could just see these being largely adopted by top shot people as the de facto PFP of Top Shot fans, which I think is is interesting for the project. I, I could not agree more with you on that. I think, and and to to your question, Harris, about like where's the top or like what what might things sell for? I mean, what, the target market for that is not like people that are not in Top Shot. It is absolutely right. the Top Shot whales. So mm -hmm. if you're MBL and you right now want to flex like you're on top shot, your account valuation is the way that you flex. If you can flex a PFP that's related to top shot or at least uh, connected to it as, hey, I have one of the rarest or the one that speaks to me or whatever the case is in the same way that on Twitter, you're flexing the punk that's the hoodie punk, uh, like Pete's got the 3D glasses or Jack's got, you know, whatever the hell that is, um, Rex Specs, Jalen Smith, but, uh, you know, whatever the thing is, <laughs> like, it, it's a way to do that. I outwardly. think they're called glasses. Yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> um, but, like, it's a, it's a way to do that outwardly. And you've got a big, big list of people that have really, really big Top Shot bags that if they converted a portion of that into, you know, the rarest baller, um, it's an asymmetric bet. And I think that that's the thing where, you know, you have to realize that a lot of the people that made huge, huge bags on Top Shot did so because they made really convicted plays really early on on an asymmetric bet. And they may look at it like this as well. I, I also think for, for me and a lot of other people that I've talked to about ballers, like this is just another cool investment into, you know, Dapper and those guys. Also to the the genius NFT guys who also I think headed up this project as well. Like I know people who work for both those companies. Like they're just, they're really smart, motivated people. And I just feel like, you know, there are definitely some things with Top Shot that could have gone, you know, a, a little bit better, but you know, obviously they're still trying to improve it. I just, I don't know. This feels like another cool venture by them. And I'm, I, I'm happy to be along for the ride. I, I just, sometimes you got to trust the smart people that, you know, are going to work really, really hard. And I don't know, they, they, they just feel like the right group to kind of put your money next to. So is it is it a Dapper product or is it just on Flow? It's just on Flow, as far as I know. It, it's just on Flow. I, I apologies. I assume that anything that's connected with Flow is connected with Dapper. Yeah. Um, but uh, but overall, like just the the platform, I think is going to be the marketplace. I think it's going to be Dapper, right? So no, they're, the, building, they're building their own marketplace right it's now. Their on own. Flow, there's there's a Vive okay. marketplace and a Block. The Gaia, right? Okay. The Gaia, yeah. yeah. Uh. I'm curious, what do you, I mean, because the other thing that I haven't been 
uh, very involved in uh, is like the the Susable stuff. So, it, you know, obviously it feels like the baller stuff is being way, you know, more adopted by Top Shot fans. And it, you know, it makes logical sense why. But has anyone who's, you know, dabbled in the Susable stuff and in another, you know, non Top Shot dapper NFT? I'm just curious what kind of crossover any similarities differences you guys have seen from interacting with that marketplace so so suppose it's it's terrible (laughs) for me like like when i went on the app i had zero interest in buying any of the stuff i couldn't even figure out how to buy them um you can't buy them them, (laughs) yeah right so so suitable is just bad by the way we should include more people i feel like Kind of yeah, I, would, I was going to say, I, I, I got to run, but uh, I have, thanks for bringing yeah. me up, guys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to roll, too. Didn't mean to steal the mic for too long. No, no, no. No, 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 no I, that's on us. That's on us. I think I just got, uh, uh, we got a couple requests coming in here. I think post I have Post is in. Yeah, sure. I like that. I like that. Dude, yeah, your ballers is super clean here. I love your Avi. And yeah. he's got those, uh, what do they call those things on his face? What are they? Uh, those are rec specs, uh, I think. Rec specs. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Pete, we just did 200. 200? In my, 200. In my fucking debut space? Let's go! Sorry. Um. Okay. Uh. Post, what's up, man? Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to speak to the, the Susables aspect, too. Um. So I think the the actual product and like, I don't know, it's like a sticker or pin. It's kind of boring, but they do have a good trading platform. Um, so you can just like say, you know, you get like the green eggs and ham and you have two of them. You can say, I'm looking for whatever other cat in the hat. And like someone can find that and say, I'll just trade you my extra cat in the hat for your extra green eggs and ham. Um, so it's like, it's really cool in that regard. Um, but I agree, like, the actual product is kind of meh. I, I'm curious, how are the um, – because one thing I've been wondering about with the Ballers Marketplace is if the prominent denomination is going to be in ETH or USD. What is it like uh, for Susables? Um, it's USD. Okay. Do you, do you guys have thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I would much prefer it to be uh, prominent – ETH for the Ballers Marketplace. I'm guessing it's going to be dollars. Uh, it could be both. Like, think about Punks. The Punks Marketplace is priced in both. Um, they've tried the fl- That doesn't matter as much to me. I do want to touch on on one thing that Post said. The the functionality above and beyond the actual NFTs and Susables is pretty exciting from a dapper ecosystem and top shot standpoint that the trading functionality is really really smooth you can chat with other people on the platform you can you know add friends you can send trade requests you can interact with people there's a nice trading um dashboard that you can use and that functionality is pretty fantastic they also have different ways to display the nfts or the stickers or whatever the actual product is um, i think the product itself you know we'll see what they do with it and where they go with it it's kind of boring right now um, but I am excited about the functionality to, to Post's point. I think that was a, a good point. And it's it's maybe Dapper's kind of playground to experiment with new features. That makes sense. Yeah, I just say, I mean, we were talking about <laughs> one ETH price targets. I'll tell you what, your one ETH price target is way more realistic than a $5,000 uh, price target if it's denominated uh, in USD. 
Uh, I think I have James on another ballers Avi here that I just brought on. James, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, fellas? What's going on, James? Not much. How are you guys doing tonight? We're chilling, man. We're chilling. We're just trying to figure out our first uh, Twitter spaces, but I I feel like it's going solid. Yeah, yeah. It looks like we got a lot of ballers in the spaces. That's right, man. Tell tell us what's good. Are is this is Ballers one of your first forays into non Top Shot NFTs? Are you an OG? What's the deal? Yeah, so I got in, involved in Top Shot actually back in August of 2020. Wow. So really early, and I had sold most during like the February pump, and, and now I'm just starting to get back into like the flow fast and some uh, projects launching on flow. I'm pretty excited about. Nice. And and what what kind of excite I mean as someone who's, you know, clearly very familiar with the uh with the Dapper platform, what what got you going here with Ballers? What what kind of potential do you see with it? Um with Ballers, I I see a lot of potential. I'm loving the community so far and um just the in- integration with Dapper Wallet, I think it's uh super easy for people to to use the platform. And on Gaia, the platform that uh, the market that it's launching on already has 100,000 signups. So that's pretty cool. And um, I think for a lot of like NBA Top Shot fans, it's going to be their first venture into the blockchain world and into the NFT space. And um, definitely a big shout out to NBA Top Shot. But Ballers is, is its own project living on the flow blockchain. So it's just so had- exciting. Yeah. Are there have you uh, participated in any other uh, NFT drops on on Ethereum, or is, is this kind of you've been holding out for something like this to be able to use with your Dapper wallet? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've bought a few Ethereum NFTs, but like recently the gas is just so expensive, and you just don't know like what's gonna pop off. Yeah, so much stuff it's hard to keep up with, and I'm I'm a big believer in Dapper and flow and I, I just really like the product that and the whole the whole economy that's starting to come together and did you have were you sitting on dapper balance from from top shot sales did I you was, reload for yeah, this okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i had a bunch of dapper balance and um i i was lucky enough to mint seven ballers um nice yeah it, i i do think that's interesting just you know, people have, if you've taken top shot profits sitting in your, your dapper wallet, you know, if you, if you've done drops on uh, Ethereum and the money's just sitting in your MetaMask, there's about a, a million different ways to spend that ETH with dapper, you know, there's not as many avenues. So a project like this launches, I can see how it would be uh, a pretty attractive place to park your money. If you had a dapper balance. Definitely. I definitely agree. Um, let's see here. We have Mike, Weisberg, who I'm going to bring to the stage here. Mike, are you here? Mike is a heavy hitter, by the way. Uh-oh, I'm scared. How heavy of a hitter? Come on, Mike. Say hi. Don't be scared. What's up, guys? What's up, Mike? I, I would not have a heavy hitter at all, all things considered. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on, man. Um, happy to be on your uh, first base. Yeah, man, I am reading your bio right now, and I'm super intimidated. You're a biotech vendor management, tech sales. I mean, that sounds intimidating to me, Mike. Uh, it's not that intimidating. It's basically adult babysitting, more or less. <laughs> okay, then it's um, 
I mean, it's it's not super hard. Um, we need some of that around here. So that being said, uh, I I came on tonight because I I did want to ask you guys how you feel about the last let's call it two weeks in Top Shot. I know I know much of this conversation tonight has been focused on Flow and, and some of the other projects, but I the last two weeks on Top Shot have been I think from a Twitter sentiment perspective really tough. So I wanted to get your perspective on how you guys feel about the day-to-day of where we are. Mike, you want to take so this we, Yeah, I, I can jump in. So we covered it a bit on, uh, on our stream before um, on YouTube, but I think you're right in saying over the last two weeks, sentiments reaching pretty low levels. And I think it's a combination of the fact that a lot of other NFT collections are pumping. There's excitement, values going up, celebrities are getting involved. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and the fact that there's been a number of oversights and errors from the Dapper and Topshot team and w- with fairly weak and limited follow-up communications. I think it's, there's one thing, uh, it's one thing to have an error. Um, it's another thing to have you know, two errors in a week. It's uh, not a great thing to have three errors in a, in a short time frame. The three errors I'm talking about are the, are the Diana Tarazi uh, showcase challenge that required four legendary moments and sort of rugged people who were trying to maintain their set. Um, some of the more egregious errors they've had on moments recently with misnamed players and incorrect dates. And then finally, the Tony Parker challenge that required you to stack archive moments. And any of these individually or in a vacuum aren't the greatest, the biggest issues, but it's just a long string of what seems to be a lack of focus and attention from the Dapper team on what they call their flagship product. And I think that combined with a weak market is a challenging um, situation for people who are dedicated to the platform, who are passionate about the platform and and feel like they at least want to see effort from the other side. Um, And it's something that I don't think there's really much of an excuse for. If you're going to have these errors, at least stand up and own them in, in a great way. And, you know, it's nice that they gave the refund for the people who bought the three pointer moments for the archive. I think that's a good start, but I do think, you know, them owning it and getting up and saying, we can do better. We should do better. We will do better would go a long way among the collector base. Um, and I know Roham is having it in AMA on Saturday and perhaps that's the angle they'll take, but I do think they haven't done a great job over the last few months of kind of, being supportive of their collector base, understanding the collector base hasn't had the best experience, especially from a financial standpoint and kind of owning up to that and giving better comms from that standpoint. And uh, Jack, I think you had some thoughts there too. Yeah, I was, I was just going to mention that we talked about it a little on, on YouTube as well, but my, so you don't have to go over to YouTube. My take is, yeah, it, it's, definitely frustrating um there seems to be a lot of faith being lost from all different elements you can give them the benefit of the doubt but at some point at some point they do have to kind of get it right and you know it feels like we've given them more than enough time for that so i think that's why people are losing trust but you do see right ballers comes around people are excited something new it's on their technology and people believe in it um so there's definitely something there and with how engaged people are with the pro like nft projects have died um already in this cycle and like top shot's definitely not dead the amount of attention people still have on it is insane um 
for how poorly it's performing relative to others. So, yeah, hopefully Roham's chat on Saturday, which, like, I know we bitch about everything, but once again, I think the the community is like, do they know what the fans want? Like, the I feel like the worst time in the world to do any comms about NFTs is, like, midday Saturday. I could be wrong on that. Maybe people are hanging around, but, like, I feel like that's possible. I don't know. That might it's be a good PR tactic, bro. You you bury it on a Friday in an NFT world. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, that, Saturday, Saturday's the move. So that's that's right. kind of sharp, to be honest. You think you're you're saying so they can bury it? No, I'm just I'm just messing around. Well, but I'm just saying like that is like no, that is like a funny PR tactic. Is like you would send stuff out on like Friday afternoon, like late close of business because no exactly. one's online to like and really that, pay attention, and it washes out over the weekend news cycle. Yeah, that's, that's literally how it feels, yeah. which is yeah. why, like, yeah. I'm no like, doubt. you know, once again, it, it could be coincidental. Roham is a very busy guy. Like, we have no clue. But it just, it feels like everything they do is wrong. And that's, like, scary. Um, so, but who knows? Jack, so, Jack, real quick, a couple quick reflections on both your and MBO's comments. I think you're both spot on, <clears throat> generally speaking. I, I think... I said something similar to this on stream early tonight, but it's like with series one, I understand they had moments that had like multiple of the same moment, basically for common, rare, legendary. And then for us two, they didn't realize the product would blow up the way that it did totally understand. And basically like the only minus EV pack was like throwdowns by and large, but like, I don't really understand from a comms perspective how in S3 you don't have your shit together. Like, yeah, that, you're, yeah. You're, you're at a billion and a half dollar uh, total um, valuation with more than $350 million invested. I don't understand how you haven't built up a comms team. And the wild thing is, from a pure um, jobs perspective, they've built up a fantastic marketing team. So how the hell are you screwing up your comps? You've hired all these people from the NFL yep. and you can't get a single challenge right in terms of announcing it or on the flip side, like making sure that your mid tier and kind of low access uh, users on the platform are, are feeling left out on um, fandom challenges. It just, it's consistent screw ups where, where like, I'm still very bullish on the platform. I'll be very, very real about this. But it's getting to a point now where, like, we're seeing a screw up once a week. And some of it might be Roham was at NFT NYC. Dumbo was at the World Series of Poker, whatever it was. But, like, they need to get their stuff together in terms of comps, is the bottom line. Sorry for the rant there. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I, I agree with the rant. Um, it's something that I've harped on for months and months and months now. The comms are fairly weak. It's a bad combination of them trying to be a mainstream product, but the platform itself being pretty uh, complicated and confusing and convoluted and it not being that approachable for the average person. So that's one issue with the comms. Two, I really, really, really dislike the concept of there being you know, four, five, six different um, sources of market moving information, whether it's 
Alan or Roham on a podcast or in a Twitter spaces or a blog announcement or an email or a discord or a Twitter post or anything like that. It's very, very difficult for someone who isn't dedicating a significant amount of time to the platform to actually be able to keep up and feel like they're not falling behind in terms of collecting. And I I think that's an important thing for them to clean up, to, to make it a singular source of information for anything significant or market moving have, you know, I've suggested this before, have a designated time and a designated source that's announced in advance. So anyone who wants to, you know, be competitive and be there every time there's a market moving event can be there at that point and act on it if they want. But the kind of spontaneous challenges, I understand the appeal to it. It keeps people coming back to the platform. It's exciting. There's a race to moments. There's a certain appeal to that. I get it. It's just not that mainstream friendly for the average person who's going to three NBA games a year, has their favorite couple players and their favorite team. They don't want to be on their Twitter, on their Discord 24-7 in order to participate in a platform. And so it's a bad combination of being mainstream I, and requiring that kind of dedication. I don't I don't know if that's correct. I'm pretty sure it's like you actually do want to use all the channels. It just needs to be the same messaging at the same time. Yeah, like, that, yeah I agree with that. That would be fine. Yeah, because like I, you know, I don't check Facebook, I don't check Discord. So if it was only on the site, even right, like they should use all the channels they have. But it's pretty simple. Like communicate at the same time. If the email goes out, the tweet goes out, the Discord goes out, an Instagram post goes up, an Instagram story, like it, that's very standard across. The board. Yeah, yeah. If, if they can coordinate all that at the same time, I'm I'm very on board with what you described. Just right now, it's. Discord gets it, then 45 minutes later, there's an email, then there is a, a public Discord announcement, then there's a tweet about it, and by the time that the last channel has opened up, there's been a ton of market activity already, and people have missed out, and forget about the people who are, are sleeping, or not at their computer, or at their job, or driving, or, or whatever else it is, and it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to participate in and feel like you're a part of it, unless you're very, very, very involved. It, it kind of feels too like they're, um, and I've seen this with, with companies I've worked for in the past, that they're focused on like the macro right now and not the micro. Um, and whether that's like to what Jack kind of hit on earlier with, you know, just looking to build the product to sell to investors kind of thing, or if they're looking to just dump like a huge, you know, we're out of beta or now you get all this in arena um you know, stuff for, you know, with your top shot moments kind of thing. Um, but it does feel like kind of all the small details and everything like that's fallen through the cracks and, you know, I don't know for good or bad, but maybe it is because they're focused on like the big thing in the, you know, hopefully short horizon. Yeah. Can we get more, more people from the community up here also? Like, that we want to hear all there. So I know we got Ryan T who's requested. I'll add him as yeah, a speaker. I got, yeah, I'll, I got Ryan. Yeah, here. we we want to hear as many I, people from the like Mike and Pete and I have talked a ton. Obviously. I I can jump off if you want. I, I just want to. No, get no, you, there. Guys you guys don't have to leave. I'm just encouraging people who have watched our show for months, who have you know only had a chat essentially as their their voice. So this is definitely a great opportunity to to chat. Yeah, I added uh, a few people on here. Uh, I see it. We got Andrew on. We got Ryan. Ryan, what's up? Another baller's Avi. How are we doing? Hey, fellas. Doing well. Hope you're all well tonight. Um, really enjoying the conversation. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say I'm, I agree with Pete. 
you know, this this for me was uh, you know my first non uh, non top shot NFT. So really a gateway sort of project for me. And what what really got me is the community. We, you know, we were we, you know we're in the Discord and there's going to be a reveal sometime this week from the developers with the traits of each baller. Well, but it's already revealed, right? Somebody from the community got in, revealed all the traits, put it up on a Google Sheets, sorting it, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then someone else is jumping in, putting up cards that people are, you know, getting their baller numbers done up and put in a frame and shared around. And, you know, I, I just was really surprised by the passion in the community. And so when, you know, talking to other people on the Discord chat, you know, who people have been involved in other NFT projects, the consensus seemed to be that there was something a bit, you know, different about how things were being run here, quite a grassroots type feeling about it. So I just thought I'd throw that out there that, um, you know, it's a, it's a good vibe. No, that's uh, that's cool to hear. And that's definitely, I, I was honestly surprised um, by how much enthusiasm there's been and how consistent the drumbeat of it has been. Just having seen so many, you know, NFT projects peter out really quickly after Mint, you know, there's that typical run up. You see the, the, the drop, as people like Plunge was saying earlier, try to get liquidity. And it does seem like the interest levels are still, you know, holding high right now for the marketplace. What is it? Is the sentiment in the discord? Do do you think there's a lot of long-term holders here? Or do you think there's some people who are excited to, uh, to dump on people like uh, Jack and plunge who need to buy in here? Yeah. Look, I I think, you know, not being involved in other projects, I'm I'm seeing probably 80% are more long-term, you know, really liking the vision and maybe, you know, maybe there's 10 to 20% bit more of the top shop trying to, you know, undercut each other on marketplace. But that, that to me is the minority. Most of people are saying, you know, think about an NBA jam type game coming out in the future where you're using your PFP as a player. You know, those sorts of things are what the community is talking about. And you know what? It's a couple of hundred bucks. So, you know, I think there's so much upside here. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in probably the 80 or 90% that just want to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that makes sense. And I do think just based on kind of the demographic of holders, I would guess that it's more, you know, people that would skew toward a diamond hand, wait and see approach than some of these NFT approach, uh, projects on Ethereum where you have a lot of people coming in, flipping quickly and getting out. It does feel like a, a different demographic there as well. Let's bring a few more people up here uh ben had uh requested earlier ben do we have you on the stage here i don't know if i got ben on there we go did i get rugged by ben i think oh no you're good what's up ben now we're good (laughs) not much how are you we're doing Uh, good dude just wanted to stop in and say i think the you know, the, the sentiment for a while has been, you know, long-term, they'll get it figured out, <clears throat> even if there's short-term bumps and bruises along the way. But a concern I have with, you know, Candy, it sounds like Fanatics is getting, has MLB already, right? And they <clears throat> supposedly have MLB, or excuse me, uh, NBA and NFL as well coming, it just um, makes things look a little worse for Top Shot if somebody, if they're going to get a competitor faster than most people would expect, and then all of a sudden they still don't have their 
shit together <laughs> three series in. Um, just could be a big, um, big downward pressure on values for top shot moments and just the, the marketplace and everything in whole. So I don't know if you guys have any I, thoughts on. I would, I would actually push back a little bit, but what I would say is um, actually randomly talk about this on stream tonight, but I, what I would say is there's, there are more sports NFT projects coming into play. <clears throat> Obviously candy's done really well. They've done about a hundred million in total revenue so far, which is great. Um, uh, and then there's another sports NFT company, Recur. Um, they just launched. Uh, they got a, I believe, a, a thirty million uh, Series A uh, recently. Um, they're going to be involved with the Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction project, um, along with. I believe they signed seven college, uh, seven colleges, um, including Michigan State and. Uh, Texas Tech and Florida State um, to NFT projects for their platform called NFTU. So there are a lot of like sports NFT platforms that are coming out, but I don't think it's necessarily bad for Top Shot. It just means that there is going to be more, uh, there's going to be less liquidity out there for all of these projects. Like I'm not sure that everyone will have the money to invest in all of these different NFTs that are coming out. The question is going to become where you want to place your money. And who you want to bet on at the end of the day. Now, Fanatics is a damn good bet. But what I would say generally is that's, I think, the big question for the average user. Not that there's more competition. It's more, more going to be about who you want to place your money on big picture. Yeah, and I, I feel like the the things that, you know, take down Top Shot or, or are, you know, big road bumps for Top Shot are more existential than direct competitors. I, I do feel like in that regard, they have such a, a big first mover advantage. And with their partnerships, uh, I do see it hard that someone, you know, beats them from that specific vector. I don't know if you guys have, have thoughts on that, but to me, like the issue for Top Shot isn't even the competitors. It's, it's kind of from their own doing. I mean, I, th I think Top Shot has an enormous first mover advantage. And what can't be understated is that they went out and built their own blockchain that is ready made for the volume of transactions that a platform like Top Shot will have. And I, I can't say I've spent too much time on Candy Digital, but Mike, it sounds like you have. How is the user experience? Can they handle transaction volume? Is, you know, does the, the server slow down? Does the marketplace struggle when, when there's significant load? H how does it operate? Full disclosure, haven't purchased anything on Candy. I have friends that have. Uh, for my friends that have, they have reported that um, it's the product looks phenomenal. Um, I can't really report too much on, on the selling experience. Um, you know, from what I've heard, the day-to-day -day seems fine on there, considering uh, the amount of transactions that they've apparently gotten. Um, but the, the actual product, um, from what I've seen from friends that are on it, looks phenomenal. Like, it's really, really clean. Um, and I do like that they went out during the World Series um, and did some activations through the Fanatics website. So, for example, if you spent 250 bucks on the Fanatics website um, or up to $500 for the Gold World Series product, um, you got like varying levels depending on how much money you spent during the World Series. And so you just get a free NFT um, that would give you certain levels of rarity based on how much you purchased on that website. 
And Fanatics is a massive website that does billions of dollars a year. So it's like, that is an advantage to Candy. And for whatever whatever licenses they, they end up getting, that's a big marketing advantage for sure. But the day-to-day of it, it seems like it's running well so far. But mind you, we only have a couple months in terms of that day-to-day experience. Does that answer your question, MBL? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Because, um, you know, I've, I've always taken the perspective that, you know, Dapper had their CryptoKitties experience and then went out and built Flow, which was ready built for this mass market user experience. And that gave them a pretty significant edge over competitors. And look, if, if competitors are out there handling transaction volumes at, at similar levels to Top Shot without any uh, d- degradation in performance, then, uh, yeah, I think... It's, it's something to think about and something to keep in mind. You know, what is the true advantage of Top Shot? Is it the NBA relationship? But if others have an NBA relationship, uh, you know, does that wither? Is it the idea that they have the exclusive rights to digital highlights? Um, and is that better than a static image, even an NFT form? Does that hold up? Does being a first mover and having that kind of collectible cachet, does that hold enough? Um, and, you know, does Top Shot hold up to competition and increased scrutiny and increased alternatives for, for sports and NBA fans? And it's a, it's a good question. So I just wanted to clear up. Candy doesn't even have a secondary marketplace yet. I think they announced the middle of January is when that's expected. Um, but, yeah, the other thing, you know, the, the competitor issue that I – I could see is, you know, just with the the licensing and exclusive rights or just rights in general. I don't know. You know, no one has obviously very been very clear on exactly what rights these companies have, and if one of them runs out or you know they overlap and uh, they want to, you know, Fanatics decides they want exclusive rights to this at some point which i would assume these companies will just with how sports cards work that's going to come into play at some point and so somebody's going to win long term it's i don't think it's going to be you know everybody eats in the in the same space anyway well how many years does top shot have the uh, exclusive rights to the nba moments and highlights so I, I don't think they've released that anywhere um, but you know to to, to ben's point on it's the like second seven market, more years is it seven more thank you jack yeah, it's a, it's a very long time uh, yeah so you know i'll feel pretty good about top shot until i see a competitive product like candy on a functional blockchain that can handle transaction volumes at significant levels the way that Topshot initially struggled with doing um, in the January, February, March kind of explosive period and, and has now learned how to deal with that volume, build out their servers in a significant way. And I do think that's a pretty big moat over competitors. And we haven't really seen other platforms succeed that much at scale like this from a collectible standpoint. You know, there continue to be minting issues and performance issues with a lot of other platforms. And I do think people will catch up but it's a pretty big advantage to have been kind of the originators of their own blockchain that they built however they want to handle this sort of product. All right, Luball, it's time for you to come on. Luball wants to come on. Please be a guest speaker and explain yourself, Luball. Thank you. I mean, poker, 
over Eric. I, who's Lou Ball? I don't even see him in requests. Uh, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a cool. He has a cool cat. Um, uh, blue cool cat. Uh. He, right. he's, he's a he's a big fudder. He, he's huge in NFTs, and he, he really he keeps telling me that Top Shot is dying. But I think it's just a mismanagement currently, and they're gonna they're gonna change things. It feels like I want to I want to hear his thoughts though. If Lou Ball can come up, I would love it. Um, all right, we'll we'll give Lou Ball a chance to uh, come up. We do have some other people who had requested here. Let's get uh, Thomas, who I believe has a a zombie ballers uh, avatar. What's up, Thomas? I get you, Thomas. No, this, it ta- I don't know how Dee does takes this a second to for connect. eight hours you a day. Gotta, you'll see. I also like Thomas's uh, his bio. It's very simple. Dunking Thank you, fools. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. What's hey, up, yeah, Thomas? I just want to give um, love love your guys' show and everything, but I just wanted to give you some perspective on maybe the um, – demographic or microcosm of what a lot of the users on that have ballers are because um i got into top shot in january i'm in a fairly large discord with all guys that got into top shot around that same time um so we've had some good times we've had some bad times and we're all into ballers now um and i think the reason is you know at some point we kind of lost control of top shot and the market, it kind of got away from everybody. And we kind of feel like a little helpless on Top Shot and what we can do and can't control. And, and you know, it's kind of just at this point, whatever happens, happens sort of thing. With ballers, especially with a finite amount of them, um, we kind of feel like we have control of it now. So that's why I think the community is excited and has really taken off with it because they know, okay, this is our chance to kind of get control back and we're going to make what we want out of this. Um, so we're going to try to make it succeed um, the way that we can't really control top shot. Like we like sweeping floors. We like doing stuff. You, you really can't do that on top shot anymore um, unless you, you know, have a ton of funds to do that or got in super early, that sort of stuff. Um, with ballers, I feel like it's a way for us to kind of take back control and we just, they're, they're super cool, you know. That's just the sentiment from, you know, my group. And I think that's kind of the dynamic I see when I speak to other people too. Yeah, and it's interesting when you say, you know, have control of it because it, you you don't have control, but you, you know the rules of the game. You know how many are going to be minted. You know that there's not um, – I, I, I know I heard, I think it was James who was talking about a potential game. You know, that that's kind of a, a buzzword that gets tossed around with a lot of these projects. Uh, there's going to be a game. There's going to be a festival. But it seems like for the most part, people are just like, we know there's only 10,000 of these. We vibe with these. We think they look cool. And that's what it is. And we know that those are kind of the the rules of this specific game. Whereas what you're saying with Top Shot, it's like the rules can often change, the goalposts get moved, and then that impacts impacts the price. Yeah, I mean, just to just to chime in one more time, um, I'm a full Celtics team holder. You know, Series One every every moment on there, uh, including the Kelly Olynyk run it back. And so we have a we have a group chat with you know for for holders of that set. Wait, how do I get into the Kelly Olynyk group chat? Because I did trade NBL for one of them. If those. you want in, talk to Jen Sudo. Yeah, I will. I will definitely get you in. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and okay. uh, but you know, we even in that chat, you know, we almost feel like is the shoe going to drop at some point? Are they going to release like 
you know, some crazy Kelly Olenek archive, which I think they probably will at some point, you know, so we all kind of did it and we're happy we did it. And we're always going to hold our Kellys for the most part, you know, um, just so we can have full bars, we call them, with, you know, for, for every series. Um, but, you know, even with that, you know, we kind of, anything could happen tomorrow. They could just drop, you know, archive moment. And now, you know, instead of 200 people or however many people have the full set now, you know, 50,000 people could have the full set pretty easily. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of, like I said, that's kind of the perspective now with ballers. At least we know, okay, if we're going to hold, we're going to hold and we're going to make what we want out of it, you know? Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it does seem like the more I hear from you guys that it kind of popped up at this, this perfect storm, right? Where you, you kind of triangulated all the things of, you know, people love punks. This, this has the punk derivative vibe. It has the basketball overlap and people are kind of generally fed up with a lot of kind of the top shot market dynamics. So I, I can definitely see how this would be, you know, garnering a groundswell from, you know, <laughs> disenfranchised top shot. And we shot still fans. love top shot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's angst and there's, you know, we're upset about things and that sort of stuff, but you know, the majority of us, we're still holding, you know, we're not selling and we still love it. We have fun with it, but we also believe in it long-term. It's just, you know, we're so engulfed in it that we kind of maybe pay too much attention to the day-to-day stuff, but. And were you like some of the other guys we talked to earlier in that you hadn't ventured out too much onto other, you know, Ethereum PFP projects? Um, Well, I have nights um, and I I did Mm -hmm. get on wax and I tried some wax stuff that I, you know, not really into it some people do like some of the new wax stuff that's coming out um but really yeah you know i have the lamello and nfts and stuff but really it was top shot knights and now ballers and that's those are really the things i think that really um not go hand in hand but i think they appeal to to the same type of, of user in my opinion yeah, and for for you, it is part of the appeal for ballers just that it was right there with your Dapper wallet, and there's oh, no 100%. other kind of hurdles. Hundred percent. Okay, oh, it was so much. I mean, I was just talking with with um, a, a buddy of mine tonight who same same kind of thing has nights, has everything, and it's just the it was so much easier, you know. And it was like you know he decided to do it in 15 minutes before the drop, and he was able to get them, you know, where it's like he didn't have to transfer and go through some things that can take time and, and, and that sort of stuff. So sounds like uh, everyone 100%. is nice. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> on that just for any new, new people here. Uh, yeah, go for it, Jack. I'm not going for it. I'm just, he was talking oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you just keep mentioning the Knights. You have Knights. Everyone's Knights. The Knights for I mean, the, the Knights on a football honestly, team. I, I, wish... I just wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I mean, leading your leading the witness here. The Knights, Knights of DGen, obviously, um, is what I was talking about. And I mean, I wish I got more now. We're, we're seeing so much. I mean, honestly, I love the bot, the, the sales bot. They have the TS mm-hmm. sales bot on Twitter, which Arr. I think actually, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes a difference. Like the run it back, the new run it back moments are not triggered on that on that Twitter bot. And I think that's why that set is kind of forgotten about for right now. But that bot for Knights. Every time it pops up, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I should have got it. I should have got it, you know, because another one went that I wish I had. Um, but, I, I mean, the stuff that's coming out now, I feel like the Knights team is 
so prepared like it like they're just dropping so much value into the community that it's almost it, i don't i'm not in every other community but it's almost like too good to be true at this point and it's just when is this thing going to really get crazy and take off and you know you're going to have you're going to have you know 10 10x 100x and that sort of stuff on the nights just because the value we're getting already which I don't think is even promoted on the roadmap. It's just like, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. And it's like, okay, this is this is amazing. This is more than any other community is really doing. Um, and this is just another day for the night. So very pleased with uh, with the uh, Knights of G- G- Well DJ. done, Thomas. DM me your wallet address, G- and we'll have that 10 ETH center over immediately. Hey. Uh, hey Jack, are you are no you doubt. are you going to tell people not to expect a hundred X, or do you need me to tell people not to expect a hundred X? No, I think I can tell people to expect a hundred X. I just have to Jesus. disclaim not financial advice. But I didn't say I, this. Definitely sounds like financial no, advice. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean the the amount of pumping in this space is we have a uh, one ETH floor for ballers and we have hundred X <laughs> for nights now. So uh, I mean we have really who done just it. shared this uh, Roham tweet in here. This is pretty interesting. Um, Roham, someone shared Roham's. Tweet. That'd be me. Okay, nice. Uh, the financial derivatives. Can, how did you how did you put the tweet uh, up there, Jack? Can you put a tweet yeah, in there? I'll, I'll I it. shared it. It's easy. Oh, Jack shared the oh, tweet. Oh, got deleted. Got deleted. Um, but so he'll probably repost it. But the financial derivatives space around NFTs is just getting started, leading the way as NFT Fi. Which funny story, this time last year netted me a crypto kitty founder cat when a borrower defaulted on their twenty ETH loan. Nice, <laughs> 10k at the time. Now 100k kitties were 10x. It sounds like Floaty just got a disgusting amount of competition, but I don't know. Michael, not on flow. Ethy uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is crying right now. Though. Mike, I'm giving you financial advice. You need to get on flow, and that's my segment. Financial advice. Oh. Well. Oh, we know, Mike. Sounds like Eric doesn't know. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I told right. Mike earlier, I'm, I'm going to start my own stream and I'm going to have an entire segment called This is Definitely Financial Advice. There you go. Um, all right. I'm going to do, uh, I brought uh, a new uh, requested speaker up here, J-Man. I'm also going to just clean out the speakers a little bit. We'll keep people uh, cycling through here as well. We appreciate you guys all coming up and chopping it up. If you feel like um, coming back up, just request it again. But uh, my OCD is kicking in with too many speakers, too many ballers, too many 100X price targets <laughs> here. Uh, do we have... Do we have J Man yeah, up? What's, what's up, up dude? Man? Hi Pete. Uh my name's Alex. You guys can you guys can call me Alex. I've actually met Jack on the streets of uh New York not too long ago. Totally a coincidence. But uh I don't know if you remember that. Um yes. Jack, I think Yeah, I was having some brunch, right? Yes, sir, yes sir. Yeah, he helped my uh he helped my friend out who I got uh, onboarded tonight as well. It's a whole like uh it's a little group of homies right now. But you know, I did wanna share a little bit about my uh sentiment on, on top shot i've you know i've i've listened to your podcast uh club top shot since i joined that was like since back in march february um so i've been in for a while but 
you know, I hear I hear everyone's like frustration and and the sentiment around all these ball drops around the challenges. Um, but you know, I think we're all in a similar boat here. Um, I just wanted to bring some perspective. Like, despite all this um, all this fud happening, I kind of had like one of the best uh, weekends in terms of in terms of having fun on the platform. Um, the same guys who I you know joined. Um, um, who I got on board to the nights with, um, they they all ended up aping into uh, Nine Lives Lounge this this last like two days, and it's a bunch of my uh, closest uh, high school homies. And you know, I I get this weird feeling, man. Every time Roham uh, steps into the Nine Lives Lounge, I think I think he plants a little seed, and I think you know as much as Dapper has other stuff going on, uh, I I always think like this this and obviously Crypto Kitties is is, is they're this is Dapper's baby. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, uh, reiterate, you know, a lot of people I know, uh, MBL, I know Jack, Pete, you guys are still definitely um, in it doing challenges and everything. But, you know, I think the first set of announcements and you know how they do this, you know, whether they introduce a um, set of like five kiosks in, in like five different stadiums in the next month or something, we see challenges getting a little more elaborate. Hopefully, you know, we get some fantasy integration um, with Top Shot. I think that's one of the biggest things that people are missing out on. Because um, Moment Ranks is so much fun, but it's just it's just tough to really win anything. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I did want to kind of add to what, what um, I think Mike and um, Ben earlier, they were speaking of kind of the utility on, on candy they see. Um, I, I, I think there's somebody who may, who may know... Um, this better than I do. I saw recently a um, a thread by one of the Dapper employees. It wasn't Alan uh, Falcon. It was, I think it was a back end dev, and he was speaking of kind of the three listed um like utility and legal rights you get for a Top Shot moment, and obviously buying and selling on the marketplace is one of those. But um, he kind of pointed it out and and implied that there are other things that we haven't seen kind of take off. Um, community-driven utility using kind of the other legal rights that we get with Top Shot moments. The fact that like, we can use them on non-NBA, like, like whatever non-NBA media, um, like if, if we have additional, you know, rights that other people wouldn't um, because we own these moments. And I think a lot of that stuff is going to be community-driven. So excited to see where all this goes. But you know, hopefully we all have some, some faith left in Top Shot despite all these mishaps. Oh, while you're here, do you want to give your pitch to MBL on why, why he should enter the uh, Nine Lives Lounge? As you know, he's been famously yeah, reluctant to I, do I, so. I, I hear you, MBL. I, I, I get it. Um, I mean, we'd love to have you, definitely. Um, I, I, I originally like finished a set with my stepbrother um, back in like March. And obviously got priced out to do it on, on my own account, um, but ended up just, just kind of taking this opportunity, this dip, um, to do it. And I feel like, I feel like MBL, to be honest, he's holding off because he knows he, he can complete that, you know, whenever in time. Um, unlike, unlike some of us, if, if we, if we miss out now, it's kind of tough, but I don't know. I think, I think you'll be there at some point, right, MBL? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll address some of your, your, uh, your earlier thoughts very briefly here. My, my sentiment sure. that I shared on the YouTube stream earlier was I do think that they have, a lot of things that they're holding back right now. And as much as everyone hates to hear it, they are still in beta. And there's some reason they're still in beta. I don't know what it is. 
I mentioned on the stream earlier, it could be a regulatory thing. It could be that they don't feel the platform's ready. They could be still signing contracts with players and sponsors, whatever it is. But I do think they have a lot of things that they're holding back right now that'll be coming in the future. I remain very confident in the platform, fully, fully invested in the platform and excited about it going forward. Um, but I do think it's important to be intellectually honest and to, to call out faults as we see them. And I will not speak on Nine Lives Lounge. No doubt. I think it is, I think it is definitely um, natural and very necessary that, that even the OG collectors, like, if, if these challenges aren't, you know, working the way they should be, if they're not really enhancing our collection collecting experience you know that's got that's that's just iterative testing on, on that brand you know they knew they had to go through a lot of these growing pains so hopefully like um somebody mentioned earlier you know the bigger picture is still is still on the right track definitely and uh you know you get you, you did what a lot of us have tried to do and pin down mbl on nine lives lounge and uh you met the same fate that the rest of us uh have had here so uh that's how it goes uh, i did bring up ruthless here to the stage uh aka nft stoop kid uh you here ruthless yo what's up what's up y'all how you guys doing what's going on man yo, so we're doing good this how is, about uh, you? nft stoop kid i've been collecting top shots for a while and i've been watching flow uh, but my question isn't like on top shots. You guys mind if I have asked my question about Crypto Kitties? Yeah, for sure. I don't know how many Crypto Kitties experts we have here, but we'll we'll take a stab. Well, it's a lot of uh, crypto pioneers here. That's for sure, right? We're all crypto pioneers. That's for sure. So uh, with this financial derivative thing with the Crypto Kitties, I see posted up top. I've noticed that people are doing uh, with the ape with the apes and like the crypto punks, they're adding on like the bottom of their body and making themselves into derivatives and then reselling themselves on uh, OpenSea. So can we do something similar with our crypto kitties? Cause I have a couple of crypto kitties. Don't, don't the kitties already have bodies? Are you going to add two bodies onto it? I got an idea. I got an idea. I don't want to put all my information out there on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not gonna play. Are you, can I ask you a question? Are you stoned right now, Ruth? Oh, dude, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an aspiring ganja, so I'm a cannabis connoisseur. So yeah, hell yeah. Because <laughs> oh. you sound hella lifted right now. Tell oh. me what you want to do to these kitties you got. No, I got some fire idea, and right I can't give it out. I can't give it out. Can we put? Can we make are you derivatives out of crypto? This idea, like what? Yeah, yeah. Can I we can we make can we get crypto kitties derivatives or because I my understanding of yeah. flow is it's more centralized than other blockchains so you can do it so you want. as as I understand are you talking about some of those like the the full body stuff I think I just saw some with with bored apes I know the uh, the goons had them where you can add crypto punks had them you're talking about that for kind of like a spin off add on for existing crypto kitties holders. Yeah, like, do we have rights to, like, make derivatives on our CryptoKitties? Like, I see that post pinned up top, so I'm just, like, I thought that was, I don't know, I'm such a new space, I'm, like, confused. Like, could I add, like, a little bowl of food in front of them and then resell it? Like, <laughs> I, think, I think you probably could, man. I mean, at the very least, uh, I mean, what's the worst-case scenario? Roham takes you to court, and, I mean, I'd put your legal team up against his sure. any day. I, I'm bullish yeah. on the weed industry also after this conversation. <laughs> uh, I fucking yeah. hate you guys, bro. I hate you guys. 
I'm so high right now. I think I thought the fucking I thought the food bowl idea was a good idea for my crypto kid. It's kind of sharp about it. kind of sharp. See, see, I'm out here creating, bro. I'm out here creating. Curating, creating. Both sound fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, I'm on Sandbox right now. I'm trying to get into the Sandbox more. I'm on Decentraland too, but I think the Sandbox is going to be a, a bigger hit. Dude, what about a litter box for your kitty? <laughs> Bro, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto kitties derivatives with litter boxes behind them. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, millions of people. I, I think we're losing your connection there in more ways than one. No, he's here. He's just muting himself. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's uh, like I said, I think what what's the phrase, you know, ju- just do it and then uh, ask for forgiveness later. I mean, make your food bowls for your cats, man. We will all support you. That was amazing. Right. I got you, bro. I got you on a free kitty litter. Uh, I got, <laughs> I'm going to put all my whole squad of crypto kitties because I'm hoarding them, bitches. There's be like 30 of them. So literally. <laughs> There's only like eight million crypto kitties. Dude, they're so worthless, bro. Like a year ago, I was looking at Axie. I was looking at Axie Infinities, and I was like, "Man, I should get into Axies." I'm like, "No, this shit's too hard." So I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just buy crypto kitties." Even harder, and even worse of a decision. So, so you just get. In. So do you just get stoned at night and stare at your batch of crypto kitties and you're like, how can I make these valuable? And you've come up with giving them a, a melt. No, honestly, you guys just post whoever posted that tweet. Happy Jack <laughs> Settlement. You just you influenced me right there. That little tweet posted. Up. Thank you. I'm honored. Um, all right. You, you're more than welcome to stay because your vibes are mega chill. Uh, we do have CD. Uh, I've heard I've heard D say when he hosts punk spaces that if someone has a punk avatar, he just brings them up. Um, no questions asked. And I feel like I have to do the same. So, CD, what's up, man? Uh, Pete, I wish you hadn't brought me up right after Ruthless because that's going to be <laughs> a tough act to follow. Um, but yes, I, I wanted to ask your guys thoughts on investing uh as it pertains to like irl sports cards right so like alt for example this company just uh closed the series b they're doing basically like loans uh etfs funds against like old school sports cards and like you know tangible assets are you guys in the irl investing streets what is your take on, uh, like, taking loans against against physical property like this? And uh, do you guys think there's a big opportunity in the uh, cardboard sports card streets right now? Um, if Peter Jennings doesn't unmute for this one when he heard in real life investing, <laughs> then he should. Why is he even on this spaces? Wow. <laughs> wow i mean i think it's super cool um i think that we'll see more and more of uh these alternative assets um have more traditional actual asset like functionality and i think loaning against those assets is a uh, is really interesting um we'll see we have more and more liquidity in these markets and um yeah I, i'm very curious to just see how the, all this plays out and and 
what it looks like five, 10 years from now. Um, there's certain alternative assets that I'm really bullish on. And there's certain things that obviously are going to not do as well. And, you know, collectibles by nature fluctuate quite a bit, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, there's definitely a lot of these sites like popping up um, that are, that are doing a lot of venture funding and uh, it's really cool. Even like stuff like yield streets, really interesting to me. Um, Masterworks is another really cool one. Uh, there's a variety of platforms that are basically allowing you to invest in these, these different type of assets. I think, like I mentioned up front, I think they'll have similarities and um, hopefully functionality like some of the more traditional assets have. Yeah, I mean, I think the strange thing is like, like this is based on, you know, physical sports cards and a lot of physical assets. And it feels like digital assets would be uh, an easier unlock to get, you know, take loans against and, and liquidity against. And let, yet, like we haven't seen a, a big opportunity for that uh yet with with you know nfts and and um other digital assets so like it feels like it feels like the it's a bit backwards where you know there's clearly an opportunity here but it's it's interesting that um some of the the irl assets are getting more traction than than the digital ones are right Um, especially i think that one of the coolest things in DeFi and something that makes so much sense is putting up you know, ETH or whatever tokens up as collateral, borrowing against it, and then having a smart contract, you know, basically in place for when you're going to get liquidated. And the the real life assets, you know, you're not going to have that that same, you know, a lot of the a lot of what you can post as collateral is a twenty four seven three sixty five price. And I know there's more and more liquidity in these uh, real life assets, but uh, digital makes so much sense. And like, take punks, take apes. You could use the floor um there's a variety of things that you could do and have it constantly move and it'd be a lot easier to have like liquidations or um certain things in place for for the loans themselves so i agree with you that it is a bit backwards but i guess standard stuff um and maybe digital assets will have more respect years from now mbl i I assume you have thoughts on this too i want to quickly acknowledge uh what's the pronunciation of, of your name Crabs. Oh, crazed it's man. yeah, I, it's it crazed man. Got it. But it's not um, spelled correctly. Your your pin tweet uh, is amazing. The fact that you didn't tweet for twelve years, uh, but also it's amazing to look at the price on June second was only fifty grand, um, which is nuts to think about. Because because Pete called the floor going back down to like forty. And now it's the floor of a baller, but I digress. Jack, we uh, I, I we actually met at um, a meetup for Jeremy uh, Levine in in New York uh, at like Taco Night by the Empire State Building. He, uh, you, oh, you, uh, yeah. you were the first person I heard about Zed Run from. So I, I own a digital horse. Did, uh, you, make, did you make money in Zed Run? Or no? I mean, I've done nothing with Zed Run. I bought I bought uh, a couple horses and they just sat on my hands. So. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm probably, I, I don't even know where I am long-term, probably about break even, but have not been investing the, in stable boys. The sentiment, the sentiment, the sentiment on, uh, Zed run is, is actually very similar to top shot right now. It's funny. Once you get the big funding, people create these high expectations and it seems like Zed hasn't delivered either. They're in a much probably more, uh, difficult legal situation with the free to play versus gambling license and such. But 
They they have some negativity roaming the streets. Uh, Jack, just because you called out my uh, price target for punks, uh, you sound like you're fucking talking into a pillow underwater right now. What's what's going on with your mic? Uh, maybe my headphones are dying. I don't know. Is yeah, it's better. It's pretty bad. Okay. Um, Michael, did you have anything to talk about uh, collateralized NFT loans? Yeah, so, so I think um, to, to Jennings's point, you know, one of the biggest advantages we have in the NFT and digital world is the ability to kind of remove the middleman, remove any trust element, and remove any kind of uncertainty or vagueness about an arrangement like that, where it can be a pretty easy trigger point where, you know, if, if you don't repay on time, the collateral is automatically transferred to the lender. And, you know, there's no question about, oh, uh, you know, I did send in payment. I didn't send in payment. This isn't the collateral. The collateral, the condition of the collateral changed uh, during the term of the loan. And, you know, whoever was holding it in escrow, um, you know, it, it suddenly disappeared. It was stolen. Um it wasn't exactly what I thought it was. All these issues kind of go away in the digital sense. So I do think it's a huge, huge market opportunity to introduce um, you know, these the, the sort of loans and to leverage the NFT and blockchain technology to add some additional utility to NFTs and make them much more like real life assets that you can borrow against. And you know, most assets in in, uh, in the real world, you can borrow against, uh, you know, to your point, uh, sports collectibles, art, stocks, homes, um, you can really borrow against anything. So it's only natural that we start you know, to see this happen much more in the NFT space. And it's, uh, it's a very simple transition and it'll be a much easier and more seamless process than it is in real life with far fewer middlemen and fees in between. So I think it's, it's a pretty natural progression and, and one that we're hoping to obviously capitalize on at, uh, at floaty. And, and, and yep. with that, I did just message the, the other guys here, but I do unfortunately have to jump. Um, so this has been a, a great time on the spaces. I think this was a good idea. It's been great to hear from you guys. Um, I think the most um, exciting guest thus far was ruthless. Uh, I'll award the MVP uh, to, to date. Well, I don't know what can happen after that, but no doubt. Really looking forward to seeing the uh, the crypto kitties with with bowls and litter boxes sur- surrounding them. <laughs> um, yeah, we smoking as, bowls. As the next we got drop. kitty bowls. That's what we doing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. But uh, and, and have a great night, everyone. Um, appreciate you all joining. <laughs> all right, we'll see you, MBL. Uh, thank you. Um, all right, I think I added. Uh, someone else here did i do that right um also we had andrew andrew uh steinthal here andrew i know you've been muted did you have uh something to say from earlier i was gonna hop in when you guys were talking top shot from a business perspective and i don't know that we need to rehash it all at this juncture but i've been thoroughly entertained i think in general people just need to be paid people it's really hard to build the type of business that dapper is doing you know and i think that while on one hand, many people care a little bit too much about the day-to-day, you wish, and I wish as a user of it and just a fan, that like they could just do more. Like the, the platform is so incredible and can do so many things. It's like you'd love to see just different types of engagements going literally daily that connect to the culture of basketball and the NBA and different occasions that are happening. But I think that like minutia kind of gets lost in the fact that they're trying to build like six companies at once, you know? So it's just, it's tough. Yeah. And I think that's a good point too, of like, 
you know, for a bunch of us, when we read the Bales article or we first interacted with the platform and it, it clicked really quickly and you immediately saw the promise and you, you, you immediately started going, where could this go? How quickly could this blow up? And so I think we all had pretty inflated expectations right from the get go, just because it did feel so revolutionary. And then, you know, trying to be realistic, like you're saying with, you know, how long it takes to, yeah. to build and, and to scale. Everything takes time. And I think that's what you're seeing with Zed too. Like this stuff, these are not going to be, like even though they were for a second and they were crazy money-making machines, like the same thing's going to happen with NFTs. Like people, they're going to lose their luster with the PFPs and everything. They already started to a little bit, right? You know, and just like things are going to go in peaks and valleys. And, you know, at the end of the day, like the, the, the infrastructure of Top Shot got all of us people into all of this and like so excited about a fucking digital basketball card platform, right? That combined fantasy sports and a stock market and investing, like it's crazy, right? With like, with the collectible market. And it's, it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish in the year and a half that they've existed, not even, right? So, you know, I think people get so lost in, you know, I've become so obsessed with it just because that's the stuff is so addicting. All of it is, you know, and like, it's impossible to pull yourself out of it, but it just, it takes time to figure shit out from a marketing perspective, from a business perspective and where to prioritize. You know, I think they've done some amazing things and there's, there's so much opportunity there. It's just going to take a lot more time for them to like hone in and focus on like, Oh shit, this, like, you know, what you hold equals access IRL with, games and swag and micro experiences in specific markets for, you know, the biggest holders of teams and everything. You, you've seen glimpses of it. It's just, they got to, you know, put out a road, road roadmap eventually that like they can stick to. Um, and I think they'll get, I think they'll yeah. get there, but it's just going to take time. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a double-edged sword too, because sometimes I think it can feel like, you know, that you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be like, well, we have the NBA license and we are, you know, raising, you know, at a billion dollar, you know, multi-billion dollar valuation. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, we have a bunch of shit to figure out. We're in beta, we're a startup. And I think that's the hard thing for people because people get excited about the promise and the scale and the partnerships and the, and the potential that they could succeed. And then on the other hand, kind of say like yeah we got we got a lot of shit that we have to figure out and i think that's what's hard for people to reconcile is, are those kind of differences totally. agree. agree there's a there's a oh. saying in uh like old school wall street investing that there's nothing like price to change sentiment and i feel like that's uh, what a lot of top shot collectors have gotten caught up in and it's easy to do it's like if you're making a lot of money early and and then all of a sudden things start to go down then you know it's tough to actually reflect upon like the the progress that the platform is making and the fact that these guys are are carving a new path in uh, from a technological standpoint. So, you know, once once price kind of starts to um, level out or, or creep back up, I think there's going to be a lot more positive sentiment. I think it's just like it's tough to differentiate the two right now. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's a reason that we are, you know, sitting here, you know, months and months after kind of Top Shot broke on the scene and we're still talking about Top Shot and we're not talking about, you know, cuddly koalas or whatever <laughs> random ass, you know, <laughs> meant flop, you know, like th there's totally. a reason because I think we all see kind of the promise and potential still, but it also ratchets up the frustration as well. Hey, and hey, I think that's what we're constantly experiencing. You have those yeah. headphones? I think maybe your mic might be going on after you uh, criticize Jack. 
Wait, mine? Mine audio sucks now? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm hearing some sort of like background noise. Does anyone else hear that? Uh-oh. Maybe it's just me. Pete, are you seeing ghosts? How how am I? Someone else tell me how my audio is. You're fine. How am I? My bad. Oh, you sounded like you had like the old old uh like iPhone. Um, <laughs> imagine thinking I have an iPhone, Pete. You do have an um, iPhone. It. I, I Clay. <laughs> I do, but it's not charged, and I've never used it. <laughs> uh, I do think that was a good point um, on the, the price versus what's actually happening. And the price is always in your face 24-7. And I think people are just, it's the scoreboard. They're not actually looking at what's transpiring. And that's hard to do. Um, but that's obviously where I, the price, a lot of these things move together as well. But identifying the projects and the things that are innovative and also actually making progress, that's going to be where the alpha is. Um, so I do think there's some really positive things that are happening with Top Shot. We'll see what they do with the NFL. Um, there's a lot of things that we should be disappointed in, but to me, if you can identify projects that are making real progress, even if like, you know, there's going to be some project just like, you know, in crypto 2018 through 2019, there are projects that are making, uh, you know, a ton of progress, but the price wasn't reflected because the whole market was going down. So, um, if you can identify, especially in bear markets, things that are making real progress, that's, um, that's something you definitely want to do. And I, I think that was a really sharp point. For sure. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this uh, this went by really fast. Uh, I looked up. I feel like we've been going for almost uh, two hours on spaces. So I I don't see any other requests here. I think we can power this down. Uh, for oh, do I see one more? All right. Nope. He he canceled his request. Um, but I think we should. Uh, what do you guys think? I think we should try this again next week. I kind of like the uh, the after hours element. Do you guys like that? I'm into it. Love it. I like the after party vibes. Yeah. So uh, if you guys have any feedback for us on this or I don't know if we like it just being completely free flowing or if we want to, you know, try to structure it a little bit more, we're definitely open to ideas. This was our first crack at it. You guys can see the first half of the show up on uh, YouTube on my channel there. If you guys want to see some more of these kind of conversations about these top shot dynamics, but definitely enjoyed hearing from you guys it's definitely good to get that added perspective we're all in our various bubbles and micro bubbles with this stuff so appreciate hearing from you guys and uh yeah let's uh let's power this down and uh we will see you guys uh all next week we'll be back at uh at 9 p.m for our usual start and we'll plan on doing another after hours twitter space because this was pretty fun so uh good night everyone and we'll we'll catch you guys soon